Hi, and welcome to the Did You Know podcast with Holly Emery. I'm Holly Emery, and I wanted to thank you for being here today. I will be sharing lots of information um, with you, um, short little tidbits that hopefully will inspire you to embrace love and light and to grow um, into your best selves. When we grow, I don't know about you, but when we grow, I'm just going to speak for myself, um, I feel more alive than ever. Um, Oftentimes we get caught up in the doldrums of the daily grind, if you will, with so much information being passed to us um, at alarming rates that it's hard to process it. So it's important that we take a moment out um, in our daily lives and we connect to each other and the world around us and really absorb um, the experiences that we're having. I think when we do that, it gets to be, um, or we tend to be less overwhelmed with life's daily, uh, you know, um, I don't know. The grind is really the only way to describe it. So. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Please, 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 if you enjoy the content um, and you're getting something out of it, please share it and um, feel free to message me on Facebook at Holly Emery if you have questions or you have something that you would like for me to cover or or address, um, something that we can you know, co-create or get better understanding on, co-clarity on, that's a great word, um, a great term, co-clarity, because when we connect and grow, um, it makes life better for all of us. So thanks again, and I hope you like it, Um, and take a listen to Did You Know? Look for um, some more um, content coming frequently, Did You Know? with Holly Emery. Welcome to the Holly Emery Show um, podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with my guest, Dr. Nelson Bulmash, who is uh, practices chiropractic and naturopathic medicine, medicine. nutrition. Nutrition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. Welcome, Dr. Nelson or Nelson. I should you say. call me Nelson, please. My friend. <laughs> yes, your friend, the Holly Nelson Bulmash. My friend and ally, and yes. all things abundant and good and, and healthy. So today, we're going to talk about. Um, the power of your emotions and how emotions affect your body and um, contribute to various illnesses and right. things like that. And Dr. Nelson, I figured, would be a fabulous, fabulous guest because he sees it all the time. He treats people that come in Very true. with different ailments. And um, yeah, so do you want to talk about that a little bit, what you see and, and, and how you identify when, you know, maybe... A client has something that you can pick up on that is due to stress or, you know, something like that. Holly, it's very interesting. First of all, I have an interesting practice. It's it's very eclectic. So I have trained world-class athletes who come in purely to help me, help them perform at an an ideal level, at a world level. Uh, I've also coached people at that level. I have helped produce numerous world champions, national champions, and so forth. And I've had people who were babies, I've had grandmothers that were 100 years old, and everybody in between. And it's 
interesting, sometimes how they get an intuitive feeling that there might be trauma. Because not everybody, Holly, is open to talking about being raped or uh, having some kind of serious emotional abuse issue where their father or their husband beat them up, that kind of thing. So sometimes, Holly, what happens is I've got a really interesting intuitive radar system for trauma. And when somebody doesn't want to talk about something, and I'm really generally pretty good at being able to talk to people without necessarily having to throw a dart at the target. Right, and it can be intimidating, you know, it's not something that you want to talk about or you want to, you know, it's there and um, you don't really have the tools necessarily to deal with it. Um, And it also, there's a lot of stigma that's associated with these traumas that we know. Yes, very good point. Yeah, and I know from my teaching and from uh, what I do, that coincides with what you do is that these traumas tend to compound over years. Very, very true. It's a compounded thing where they're layered over years. If you have one trauma that starts at an early age and you don't deal with it, that stores in the body. Yes. And then you have another trauma and it's just a layering effect. So when they get to you at this point Mm -hmm. and these traumas have compounded for, you know, 40 some odd years, 60 some odd years, what is it that you're seeing and how are you, you know, helping, you know, derive a solution that helps these people live a better quality great of question. life? Great, great question. So, Holly, given that my practice is so eclectic, working with people who are sometimes four or five hundred pound athletes that, you know, it's like working on a, on a grizzly bear, right? They have a muscle density that you could do almost anything, hit them with a mallet and look at them and go, okay, I got it in place now. Right? And then you have very fragile, uh, elderly, osteoporotic women and everybody in between. And so when I do my workup, and I use a particular system that I've developed over the last 29 years called Torque Reset. And uh, I wish we were being filmed right now because I could show you this and it'd be very, very interesting. But as I analyze people, I go in and find out what their primary issues. So somebody might come in and say, I have no energy. And I would, for example, I would check kinesiologically or through blood testing how well their thyroid and their adrenals are performing. Other people, how they might say, I have no energy, they're covered up, they don't make good eye contact, and you know there's something that's not right in paradise. Underneath the surface. Underneath the surface, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sort of simmering there, but you know, when anybody can't look at me, when they're looking sheepishly at down or, or, redirecting their gaze so it, we, we can't make eye contact. There's, there's something going on there, right? So what I do is I explain myself in a very warm, comforting manner. I have a particular tone that uh, I use with them and I get their permission for everything. May I touch your spine here? Mm-hmm. Will you allow me to do this? Are you comfortable with me addressing this issue? And it's very, very honoring. And what happens is that people get that I'm not threatening. I'm not imposing. I'm not going to hurt them. I'm not going to uncover something uh, forcibly. And so what's interesting is that you're right. The body holds evidence of trauma. And so when I use my torque reset techniques, may I see your wrist, for example? Is that okay? I know that the listening audience can't see this, but I'm sure that you've done something to you know, yeah, so your wrist is locked up here. Okay, okay, do you feel how it's jammed? Like you don't have great motion in this, this is called extension, I'm bending your wrist backwards. Okay. Now, I'm gonna make a pop. This is gonna pop, it's not gonna hurt at all. I'm gonna come in like this, and there. Oh, yeah. Now look at this. 
Okay. You feel well, the difference? Yeah, I do. That's fabulous. Instant right? difference. I'm always cracking my fingers. Yeah. I always feel locked. Yes. So well, I'm always part doing of, that. Part of it, Holly, is because you don't have good alignment here of the fingers, the wrist, the elbows, and the shoulder knot. If this is as problematic as it was, I'm going to go up here. I'm going to come here. That's your wow. radio head. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you see how beautiful this is? Yeah. And there's more on the shoulder that we can talk about getting later. But the interesting thing is, Holly, there's some kind of trauma or repetitive issue created this distortion in alignment. Mm -hmm. What happens sometimes, Holly, is when I work on a person, I will, for example, reset their ribs. So women who are battered often are hit, mm -hmm. you know, like this, and then are, are flung to the floor. Right. Right. And so they have distortions in the rib cage. Now, this is quite interesting because when you have these patterns, Holly, you can't breathe effectively. Right. And so, what often happens is I have a very, and I can show you, and I know they can't see this, we could do that a little bit. We're going to have to do a video and post it on a link. Yeah, we'll post it on yeah, Facebook. Because yeah. it really is mm -hmm. quite interesting. Uh, is that when you free up a distortion caused by trauma, and it could be a car accident, Holly. It doesn't have to be that somebody was hit by a husband uh, abusively and thrown to the floor. It could be any kind of trauma. But, Holly, the body goes into protective mode. It protects itself when it's hurt. And what is typical, as you know, is that the body holds on to the conversation. It holds on to the energetic dynamic. Now, this torque reset, as you could see, that was not scary. It wasn't painful at all, right? Right. Got beautiful releases. Now you're free to move with the new alignment that is very supportive and effective for whatever you want to do with your hands, shoulders, elbows, etc. So when you release this tension from the body and you do so with the tone of voice, the way I am with people and the gentleness, it gives them a freedom to be. And what sometimes happens is they, they burst out crying. Wow. And well, I it's would, an energy release as it, well. Yeah, it's stored yeah. energy. And Definitely. Energy is dynamic. Energy mm -hmm. is needs a place to go. It needs yes. to flow. So when energy Beautiful. does not have that release, then it stores. It, it eventually comes out in another way. It right. comes out in anxiety. It comes out in illnesses. It comes out in anger. It yes. comes out. So we know this. Right. Right. Well, so... So one of the really fascinating things is, Holly, I'm one of the few people I know of in the world. I mean, when I go to events all over the, the country, certainly, and sometimes internationally, doctors will say to me, I've never seen anybody that does the work you do on the rib cage." Well, Holly, it's very important because when you have trauma, you're in a car accident, your chest hits the steering wheel, your chest is locked by the belt grabbing, or someone strikes you across the face and you, you, know, you fall to the ground, you often lock up the rib cage or distort the spine and rib cage. And what does that mean? Well, what it means is in the distortion of the structure, you're no longer effectively able to breathe as well. Right, it's restricted breathing. Yes. Yeah. And I know people, I see it all the time where it's very evident. You mm -hmm. know, I was at a, um, a conference last August right. with you. And I was complimenting somebody who had gotten up and uh, participated and was speaking. And then she just went into this like ramble of, of whatever. I don't remember what I said. And right. I said, I said, I said, it's okay. Just take a deep breath. And she didn't even realize that she had stopped breathing. She yes. was in that automatic, um, you know, fight or flight response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, I was like, okay, well, it's okay. It's good. like she had released so much, but she still wasn't able to breathe. And the breathing is so important. Yes. And people don't realize when you are in that trauma state, 
it's like you, you pause, but then you never reset and get back into that yes. natural rhythm that we right. were talking about earlier. With yes. So I understand it. I get it. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because it's right. very exciting. Um, because people just don't realize the importance of breath and the flow of the breath. Brilliant point, Holly. And here's what I, here's what I want to finish up with with this is that when you free up the obstacles, the fixated ribs, the highly... Uh, contracted intercostal muscles, which are the muscles that unite the ribs, mm-hmm. right tied together, suddenly that pressure is gone and a person can take a full, deep, unencumbered breath. And you'll have people just go wide-eyed, look up, look around the room and start crying. I, I can breathe. I, I, I feel incredible. You see, you know what happens, Holly. Have you ever been in a situation maybe where you were doing anything from snorkeling to swimming deeply to touch the bottom of a pool and all of a sudden you needed to get to the top for air and you went mm-hmm. into a panic? Yeah. Well, Holly, a lot of people's anxiety, as you know, is caused because they can't effectively breathe. breathe. And they're living in that state day after day after Thank day. You. Exactly. And it's like they've not had a proper breath from the time the trauma happened. And that's not rare, Holly. That's no. not occasional. It is almost unanimous with every person who comes in with trauma. Yeah. Somehow, you get a distortion in their ability to breathe, and they're panicking. Yeah, they have anxiety. Yeah. They get frustrated. They get angry. They get depressed. And they can't do anything about it because it doesn't resolve itself. And so what I do, Holly, is I remove the physical blockages, and then you can take care of, for example, the emotional distortion. Right, yeah. It's a beautiful marriage. (laughs) And the other thing I try to explain to people is that when you are in that state, it affects your cognitive ability. Absolutely. You cannot think clearly. Clearly. You cannot you're more prone to be highly reactive versus responsive. Well, you're locked um, in a sympathetic the, state, a fight exactly. or flight response, so, a low oxygen state, low energy state, low clarity state. And getting people into a parasympathetic state is that um, that place of uh, freedom, of love, of yeah. clarity, of right. higher consciousness yes. and awareness. So that's really powerful. It's really cool. This right. is why I wanted to talk to you. Oh, well, it's fantastic. I'm glad we're talking about what you wanted to talk about. We can nerd out about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it really isn't. It's, the, it's the, the core. It's the essence of life and of... Yeah. You know what is our greatest gifts right. that we have of abundance and to be able to live an abundantly um, energetic life and Beautiful. abundantly healthy mm-hmm. um, physically and emotionally um, to be able to live a well-rounded abundant life and right. attract that and bring yes. that into our lives yeah excellent so very very cool and I love doing this and I just wanted to touch back on the trauma a little bit because people do often associate trauma and PTSD with the military and that is so far from the truth. Trauma is everywhere. It really it, is it, 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 it can begin in a family setting, yeah. um, whether you're bullied at home and that can transition over into an educational mm-hmm. setting yep. and throughout your life and when you are I don't know, conditioned or you align with it, it's more likely that you're going to continue to experience that. So right. being able to access um, the health care that you offer and that I offer is, you know, really enlightening and life-changing, I it's, would say. It, it yeah. certainly is. Yeah. And it's, you know, Holly, it's interesting because it really is something that almost anyone could use because, let's get real for a moment, Holly. 
who hasn't been traumatized? I know. I mean, I love my brother. <laughs> On some level. You know, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, my, I'm, I'm crazy about my brother. He's an amazing big brother. And he's going to laugh when he hears this, and then he'll feel a little guilty. Don't feel guilty, Mark. But he told me that there was a monster in our attic when we lived in Milwaukee. We had one of those old houses. It had a huge attic. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. You know, when we were kids, we could turn on the lights. It had some this massive storage box we play hide and seek and somebody would always hide in it. But you turned out the lights, Holly. It was a really pitch black, scary place. It's a whole different story. Whole yeah. different mm-hmm. story. And he told me that at night, the monster that lived in there came out and that he was gonna come out and get me tonight. I was horrified. I was in a panic. I started to hyperventilate. I finally got the courage to jump out of bed, run downstairs and jump on my dad's lap. And he was of course like, son, what is the matter? What are you doing? What is going on? Yeah. And I said, Daddy, I want you to save me from the monster in, in the attic. And he said, Son, what are you talking about? Mark, my brother, he, he said, there's a, there's a monster. And to this day, every once in a while, if I'm sleeping, and you know how sometimes you go a little sideways in a dream. Yeah. I go back to the monster in the attic. That's crazy. I'm a 58-year-old man. I was what, three or four years old? Well, that speaks to a whole different level of like the cognitive, right. the paths, the um, subconscious beliefs that we pick up yes. early in childhood and um, the importance of being able to understand, you know, when we are uh, an actual threat is right. present. Right. Versus as a young child, you have no way of knowing. No way of discerning that mm-hmm. there was no monster discerning, in the Discerning, that's like one of my favorite words. Me too. Discernment is huge. 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 Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so powerful, so powerful. So, yeah, and, and to have that ability to be able to discern when you are an actual uh, threat versus a non-threatening, and the body and the brain really isn't doing anything that it wasn't meant to do. Yeah, it was you protecting know? me. And, right, you know, exactly. the funny thing is, my brother was older, a little older than me. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's funny too because like we've evolved so much and we're continuing to evolve. This is a, you know a dynamic experience that we're all you right. know, partaking in. And with the level of technology and the level of information, or the I would say the um, speed at which we're getting all of this information right. delivered yeah. to us. Yep. Our brains, you know, the prehistoric, the reptilian brain, brain, has not really caught up. No, to, it probably never will. Given no, what it's it is. but it yeah. is. It's a training. It's a, it's a conscious, yeah. um, you know, outreach, a training of being able to process it at a faster rate right. and right. and discern. Use that discern word again. Mm-hmm. What is going to be of benefit to you and what is not going to? So you don't have to get overwhelmed. You don't have to be reactive, and you can. And you can actually quicken your responses over time. Yes, yeah. to getting through it and over it, so to speak. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So with the tools, yeah, it's yeah. just having those tools in right. place. Okay. So really cool, really exciting. Let's talk about um, those tools and how we can use some of those tools in times like today. We've been in this unprecedented mm-hmm. situation where the world is on this high alert, this highly reactive Mm -hmm. place. Everybody's trying to survive. It's like somebody hit a big trigger switch. Yes. And the whole world is like, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. So how do we empower those who might be listening, who might be um, more fear-based, 
Um, right. Another great question. Yeah, because you and I, we have the inner knowledge. Yeah, we have the tools. So we yeah. can navigate it from a place of heightened calm, I guess would be, you know, more. Right. Right. And, and yeah, the tools we, also to know, okay, we're being manipulated by our own fears or by the narrative that someone wants to tell us by getting too much exposure, for example, to the media mm-hmm. telling us the whole West Coast is on fire. There are six active tropical storms in the Gulf All of the Atlantic. Once. The it's pandemic is surging yes. and yes. we have an unprecedented conflict with regard to who's going to be elected and how they're going to be elected and whether it's going to be something and, that's actually legitimate. Right. And enter the murder hornets and everything yeah. else right. that we're throwing right, right. So it's like, it, it's enough to make you not a little crazy. Leave, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Not um, want to leave your house and all those other things. And, you know, human beings are here. We're meant to thrive. We're meant you to know, thrive. We're meant to thrive. Absolutely. We're not meant to um, exist in this. You know, we're meant to be connected, yeah. to be able to live exchange in a, we're not energy. We're meant to live in a, a vacuum. Right, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because I think about it and I, when I'm out and I'm, I'm shopping and doing things like that and just getting the necessities and right. you know, we've we've spent a lot of uh, my kids and I have spent an extraordinary you know, we were always outdoors anyway sure. but we've uh, seized that opportunity to be even more outdoors and explore some of the parks and Beautiful. things like that because right. you need the vitamin C and D and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and you know, all the stuff that you get from, the, from the environment mm-hmm. oxygen yeah what better cleanser than mother nature. nature right exactly. So when I'm at the stores and I see it and I just wonder and it just baffles me and I'm like, who has the most to gain from mm-hmm. keeping us in this sympathetic state of being? Right. You know. Good. Who, good question. Who has that? Yeah. Like, and not to go into some sort of like conspiratorial theory or dynamic, anything right. like that, but I think about like the people that are selling the masks, they're profiting from mm-hmm. the masks, they're profiting from. Um, sanitizer sales and you know personally I'm a sanitizer person anyway because I was doing this long before because I don't want to get the flu much less anything else Mm -hmm. now we're faced with this um, COVID-19 which is a a new virus or an unknown virus Mm -hmm. um, according to you know what we've all learned and so forth that became very scary very quickly um, and I've always, like I said, I've always been like a sanitized when I go in and out of sure. people are German sure, in general. Want, yeah, and I want to stay, I want to stay as healthy yeah, as possible. So I, I watched my grandfather, stickler for hand washing. Yeah. You know. Well, they learned when surgery was really taking off. That was a common denominator uh, to a very great extent to determine whether you were going to live or die as a result of post-operative infection. Right. Exactly. So basic human common um, hygiene. Hygiene. hygiene right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So I've always been one to do that anyway. Right. For people that don't, maybe they weren't educated that way. I mean, everybody knows you should wash your hands, mm-hmm. but how do we take the fear out of something like a COVID from your perspective? So there are a number of things that, that I want to say. Number one, I said things in January that more and more of my friends have said, Nelson, did, did you read the book before this aired, so to speak? Mm-hmm. I said, I didn't. He said, you, you came up with so many good ideas to predict outcomes and to help people through this. How did you do that? Well, Holly, a number of things. Number one, if you're afraid, take a deep breath. Get your breathing in order. Because the breath is what takes your mind and your breath, take you into or out of panic. Right. The moment you seize in fear, 
what do you do? You stop breathing. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is get control of your mind, get control of your breathing. The moment you hold your breath, your body is trapping energy and it's trapping fear and you are now being manipulated by the reptilian brain, which is and not a sophisticated lowering yeah. the immune system. system. Lowering response. the immune system yes. and lowering your ability to use rational thought to get oh through this turbulent, turbulent time. Rational thought. Yeah, one of the, the jokes I make, I've been making lately and I'm, I, I try to keep it light, as scary as it is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to say over the loudspeaker, congratulations, Charlie Emery, you just made it through Jumanji, level seven. Oh my gosh, <laughs> love this movie. Right, me too. Well, we all do yeah, because yeah. like we feel right now we're in a game. You know, I was saying to one of my friends, so what's next? Are we going to hit by by an asteroid or, or is it going to be a gigantic uh, volcano that goes off? Will there be an alien invasion? Where are we going to from here? Right, yeah, it's like right. ready player one. One, exactly. <laughs> and your weakness is, is. like, was the one guy, uh, uh, Kevin Hart's character was cake. <laughs> yeah, cake, right. <laughs> killed by cake. cake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other one was like, uh, not, no, she, her power was dance. And then, yes. Yeah, so it's really funny. So yeah. you brought up a really good question because one of the things that I taught my kids, one of the things I teach my patients, and anyone who's willing to engage me is know thyself. My father used to say 98% of, of, apparently, according to scholars, of Greek philosophy is based on the two tenets. Number one, know thyself. Number two, not too much. So know what your weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. If your weakness is that you tend to go into panic, well, don't spend all day watching the news. Exactly. Because the news, though once upon a time meant well, I mean, you know, when Walter, remember Walter Concrete? Yeah, yeah when he oh, was around, yeah. I'm still like, hey man, Walter's on, everybody be quiet, because this is real news. And he would give it to us accordingly, right? Now it's like you have opinions and agendas often that are, that are being uh, given by the media to try to get us to go in a particular direction. It's a marketing tool. It's a marketing tool. It's a yes. mass marketing tool. And so, once again, first, get a hold of your mind. Secondly, get a hold of your breath. Third, if you need to remove yourself and go to a safe space so you can rethink, reevaluate, recalibrate, do so. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed by negative people. Don't let yourself get carried away with the foolishness or the redirection of people who may or may not be right. Mm -hmm. And be careful how much you expose yourself to, to the media right now. Because news, yeah. I they're very manipulative. News, yeah, I stopped watching the news probably 10 right. years ago. I'm very conscious. I, I watch very little TV. Yes. If I'm watching something, I'm going to watch something that's going to help enhance. I might watch something for entertainment with my kids or something yeah. like that. Sure. Um, as far as like the most important thing in keeping I tell people my clients is that your mind is like a sieve like think about something that you're making and think of the mindfulness aspect of right. your breathing of what you're allowing in and you want to be able to filter out the things that aren't going to be useful, useful abuse you know um, to be able to support your health right. so that includes the energy and the people that you allow around you. So yes, very good point. Yeah. Very good point. And, awesome. and also, if I if I may, Holly, if you're not breathing well, if you're really scared, find someone like you who can you can uh, have help them process what they're not rational about. Right. Staying in a rational state during these times is really, really, really important. Allow yourself. I heard a friend say, ten minutes a day of the news. Ten minutes a day, never at night before I go to bed. 
Holly, you don't ever want to be in a flight or flight state before you're trying to sleep. Right, yeah. You know, uh, you don't ever want to be in a position where you argue before you go to bed. You don't ever want to be in a situation where you're reading anything that brings up conflict when you're getting ready to sleep. Why? Because to sleep well, you have to be in a parasympathetic state. state. That mm-hmm. means rest, digest, peace. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Parasympathetic. Yes. When you sleep, rest, digest, and peace. And peace. Yeah. When you go so to sleep. do Holly all those things that keep you peacefully oriented, peacefully driven might not be the right word, but trending. So you know, keep yourself in a state of peace. Do your prayers if you pray. Meditate if you don't know how to how to meditate. Find someone online. Uh, and so, Fletcher, and it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people will be on their phones or their devices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is Holly Emery. Welcome back. Um, here with my guest, uh, Dr. Nelson Bullmash. And we were unexpectedly, um, our flow was interrupted. But that's okay yes, because okay. life is dynamic. Yes. And when we are present and connected, we can pick up where we left off and get back in the flow of things without, you know, so much... Too much disruption. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much... Oh my goodness, that's so perfect for right now because that is what has happened in life Life. right now. Yes, life has been disrupted. Disrupted. So how do we continue um and pick up that flow and build momentum when your life is disrupted so we were talking about covid yep and you yourself have had some experience with covid so yeah he had it twice Mm -hmm. dr nelson had it twice so can you share with the listeners what your experience was with covid um and how you uh navigated those waters sure <clears throat> Forgive me, I'm, I'm actually having some ragweed issues, so I'm a little congested today. <laughs> Don't have COVID. Okay. <laughs> and it very strong antibodies, by the way. So, Holly, I got COVID before COVID was cool to be the word, like, I had this, this is why I am sick, or da 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 And I'm, I'm saying cool, like, in quotes. Not cool. It's, right, It was yeah. very disruptive. It turned my life on end. And uh, I'm a warrior type. I was a, f- a fighter for many years. And so I, f- I fight my way through when I have something like COVID and uh, nobody knows what it is. And when I got it, I got it in November. Uh, I have a friend who works for level four lab and she was in school. So she didn't go with her workmates who went to China and they came back and they were very, very ill. Well, they all eventually were tested as being positive for COVID-19. And she called me and she said, hey, Nelson, something's really wrong with me. I've never had whatever I'm dealing with currently, and I'd like to know if you would help me. Will you test me? Will you see if you can help support my immune system so I can get over whatever in the world I have? I said, uh, absolutely, come on over. Well, she didn't know what it was. They didn't say anything. They just, these folks figured it was whatever the flu was mm-hmm. currently for the year, the end of the year. Yeah, the strange change. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she came in and... I didn't put it together right away, but suddenly five to seven days later, I just couldn't breathe effectively. Now, what's interesting, she had a neurological version. Mm-hmm. Her, hers was all neurologic. She thought she had meningitis. Mm-hmm. Horrible headaches and neck pain and uh, issues with the, her brain and nervous system. Not me, mine. It really hit my digestive system. Mm-hmm. 
respiratory, it sounds and like. And respiratory. Mm-hmm. I had terrible, terrible breathing problems. I didn't know what in the world was going on. I remember getting in a panic because no matter how hard I physically attempted to breathe, I simply wasn't oxygenating my cells effectively. And like that deep breath was still the result of having COVID because it did damage to my lungs. Right. Okay. And right. And so you'll see me still occasionally like take that deep sign breath because I'm still having some difficulty uh, with the breathing. So I sat back and I was really frustrated and wondering like, you know, am I having a heart attack? What, what in the world is going on? So I went to a number of doctors and they said, Nelson, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm going to diagnose you as having adult onset asthma. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know what else to tell you. And I said, I get it. I get I'm presenting that way. And something is driving this that was never there a short while ago. Right. Well, eventually my friend came in and said, Nelson, I really need to talk to you. I said, did I, did I do something wrong? They said, no, of course not. No, you're, you're, you're good. You're fine. You, no, you didn't do anything wrong. I've got something I need to talk to you about immediately. And we went into one of my rooms and she said, I don't even know how to say this. I'm so embarrassed. And I said, well, I don't know what in the world you'd have to be embarrassed for. You're one of the most kind people I've ever met. She said, Nelson, I gave you COVID. Mm. I said, well, how in the world can you say that? And she said, this simply, I finally found out that the, the, the diseases that my friends had were all COVID or COVID related. Right. I said, oh my God. So when you got sick in November, you gave me COVID. She said yes. So she was outside of the U.S. where she wasn't, but her work. Oh, her work They one. brought it back to the United States. Right. Okay. Then she got sick after having lunch in close proximity to that. Okay. So I did something that is very typical for me. I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting better. Didn't know how to get better. Nobody was helping me get better. And I knew that something was really screwing me up. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I, I, I told you the story before we began the interview. My oxygen saturation had dropped down in the evening hours. Okay. Down, uh, randomly down to 82%. Okay, wow. Okay. I was hovering between 82 and 86. So what ha- what is a healthy oxygen? Um, you really want to be as close to 100% as possible. Okay. You know, 97, 98, 99, 100, closer to 100. Which means your cells are... Uh, getting oxygenated. They're and they're healthy and, and doing what their cell function Yeah, because they need mm-hmm. oxygen to make energy, ATP, cellular energy. Right. So the lower the oxygen delivery to the cells, Holly, the less energy your cells can produce, which means less vibrancy, less health, uh, insufficiency of recovery. It means great fatigue. So having said that leads me to this mm-hmm. natural thought process. If we, if our saturation levels are low right. from a virus such as COVID or something like that, I understand that we would not want to um, put others at risk per se. If they're infected, right. Right. But how important is the oxygen that we breathe to help with that? Like if you're in a confined situation for too long of a time, then how does that affect you in the long run? Well, you know, a lot of it depends on the the airflow dynamics. Mm -hmm. Air, like water, Holly, should always be moving. Right. So if you're in an area, like we're in a pretty small room here, Mm -hmm. you you know, you want to make sure, and we're good, I can feel the air coming through. It's well ventilated, Mm -hmm. Holly. So one of the things we did at our at my clinic, my office, is we made sure we had very good uh, air filtration systems, and we're going to get one that's even better. I have a friend that's got a patent out now 
that is going to be breakthrough technology and so effective that it has been shown to remove the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 that is specifically, through the air. And that'll Stay tuned, people. Did you yeah. hear that? It's coming. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> literally, I mean, this is the only one that I'm aware of that has been demonstrated to actually take it out of the air. So okay. he's getting a patent on it right now and it'll be out soon and he promises me that he will give them to me and they will be in my office. Okay. And a whole new dynamic, for example, the airs will pull air out of height level. So four, five, six feet in the air, they'll start to pull viruses because as we're breathing, as we're speaking, as we're either we're sitting or wherever we're standing, it will pull the virus that's being potentially breathed out by a person right out of the air, so you're less susceptible to getting an infection. What well, was funny that you said that because one of the first things that I did as a, you know, well, obviously we know there's, you know, our, our immune system is the number one defense for any type yes. of a virus, correct? Yes, very good point. So, you know, I was making sure that myself and my kids were taking, you know, various supplements, but yeah. one of the other things I did was I went on to Amazon, of all places, mm -hmm. um, free promo for Amazon. Right. <laughs> Everybody was doing Amazon. And I got a HEPA filter, like one that I thought was really, really good sure. to help purify the air yeah. just in case good. anything. Very good. You know, where we're situated right now, we don't have the, we're ventilated, but it's not the best. But I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, if this thing that we can't see is in here, yeah. how would we know? So I got, like I have two, one specifically for that, and it's a fan that has mm -hmm. that feature to right. help uh, recycle that air yes. and to clean it as much as possible. That's a so, really great move. You're ahead of most people then. We stayed healthy. Yeah, no, great, great colleague. <laughs> really intelligent move. Air quality is something we're going to look at now for the rest of our lives. And mm -hmm. Holly, one of the things I would suggest that you're going to hear about mm -hmm. for those people, and I'm, I know nothing about investing, but I can drop a, an investment bomb here, that one of the things you're going to see take off will be technologies for purifying the air that we breathe, because if you can pull the virus kind of consistently out of the air, it's you're at lower risk of getting infections like uh, COVID-19. Right. You right. know, I have patients who came in who got infected because a workmate of theirs who sat across the aisle was infected and they were breathing the same air. And even though they weren't up close and personal, the airflow brought it to them and they got sick. Okay, so with all the things that you know mm -hmm. and that I know, starting with mindfulness, starting with, you know, being focused on our breathing, starting uh, and adding like the release of traumas and all those things that help build our immune system and, and make us healthier right. beings. Um, and then the technology that you were just talking about and supplementation and things like that. Now, we know also that viruses have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Is there any reason that people should be fearful of a COVID? Now, before you answer, the last time I was really, really sick, I had a strain of the rotavirus that really just nailed me to the floor. Literally, I'm like army yeah, crawling on the floor. Yeah, I get it. Some Zero of the viruses are really brutal. Fluids, mm -hmm. Like dehydrated, like, oh my gosh, is this yes. the way I'm going to go? Yes. Right? You can't keep anything in. And, you know, I recovered. It did take me a while to bounce back. It took me probably about sure. 30 days. Sure, right? makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, from what I know, you know, viruses are here to help us evolve, right? Some. 
rational reason, you know, outside of the underlying, um, you know, people that are at elevated risk, obviously, mm-hmm. for people to live in the state that we are living in right now, this um, siege, if you will, from COVID. What are your thoughts on that? Polly, my position in January, and, and people who know me well will say he's right, this is what he said. I said that we should sequester away people in fragile health states. Correct. You know, if you're in a fragile state, for heaven's sakes, you have COPD, severe asthma, cancer, severe autoimmunity, holly, goodness, remove those people from the population of large. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, you said something that you touched upon that I want to go into with a little bit more depth, with your permission. Sure. And that is... The number one thing that you can and should be doing right now is to take excellent care of yourself. Correct. Whether you believe in vaccines or not, they may or may not ever come out with a vaccine. This is a very different situation. You know, they've never come out with a a vaccine for AIDS. They may or may not ever. This is a very different virus Mm -hmm. than most of the viruses that we get exposed to. So people are talking about, well, I'm going to stay inside until the, the vaccine comes out. Well. Good luck with that, because Holly, once again, how long has AIDS been here? Since what, the 1980s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. It's been over 30 years, Mm -hmm. for sure. So they may or may not ever come out with a vaccine for those people who really appreciate vaccines. They may or may not ever come out with a drug. Now, there are some drugs that do help lower the amount of time of infection. But let's say we never get any further, which may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. I like to think, like... Theoretically, what happens if no vaccines or no drugs really prove to be very, very effective? Well, the number one thing you do is what? You take great care of yourself. And I want to talk about this with your permission for a minute because I meet so many people who are so removed from the notion of real health. Mm -hmm. They have no understanding that your number one thing right now is to protect yourself isn't just physical removal from society. Right. Which is important. I mean, you, you don't want to come in contact with somebody who's really sick because you don't know it's a flip of a coin. People of color right now are really struggling. And many of the people currently dying are Latinx and, and blacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can talk to that if you want. I can give you some of the reasons that I believe that's happening. But there are specific supplements that are really, really important to take to idealize your immune expression. Okay. And if you're not on certain vitamins, for example, what do we know? We know most people have deficiencies in B vitamins. Mm -hmm. We know most people are deficient in vitamin D. Mm -hmm. We know most people are deficient in magnesium, right? And so if you're compromised with regard to this, for example, if you're low in vitamin D, you cannot effectively get your soldiers, your warriors, your immune cells out to take on this virus. Mm -hmm. If you're misguidedly, foolishly eating refined sugars, what do we know about that? We know that it immobilizes the effectiveness of the immune system for four to eight or more hours. So when I see these adorable moms making their children cookies Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, I'm like, you really don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. I know you're trying to be a good mom. I know you're trying to break up the monotony of your kids being at home. I know you're trying to placate them by making them feel good eating homemade cookies. I get the idea of it. 
And Holly, one of the worst things in the world you can do during a time of a pandemic is eat in a misguided or foolish manner, which means eating uh, refined sugars, eating mm -hmm. refined grains, eating refined salt, mm -hmm. uh, drinking excessive amounts of alcohol. These are very bad moves. What was the they, number one thing most people did once they realized we were in a, shock, uh, a shutdown? Was the liquor stores were, we were like, yeah, yeah. off the charts, mm -hmm. right? These are things that you really want to minimize, Holly, because the people who constantly get in the cold and flu season, who get sinus infections, cold one after another, I started interviewing people many years ago. Talk to me about how you eat, I would say. What do you eat? What do you drink? Tell me, what, what does a, a breakfast, lunch, dinner consist of? What do you snack on? Sugar, refined mm -hmm. grains, sugar, refined grains, sugar, refined grains, right? Because they're comforting. And right now, during crazy time, during Jumanji time, yeah. People want to be comforted. Bobby, let's get together and share a bottle or so of wine. Right. Let's make cookies and eat them all. There's organic wine. I understand. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And I'm, I'm like, wait. And Holly, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying no, to I take everybody's. You know, you got to be careful. So, for example, let's say you and I are hanging out. We're going to create a show. We're going to work on a project. And you say, Hey, Nelson, I made some organic cookies. I got cane sugar. I got everything organic, and I got some organic wine. Let's have a glass of wine or two. Okay, then the next four or so hours, let's not go out and expose ourselves to the general public. Mm -hmm. There's something called the phagocytic index, which is a reflection of how effectively or ineffectively your soldiers, your, your white blood cells, go after foreign invaders, pathogens. Okay. I read a fascinating paper years ago that indicated I know people always, well... What's what, it called again? What's the index? Phagocytic index. Phagocytic. Your, your phagocytes mm -hmm. are, are the immune cells that go after a foreign particulate in the form of pathogens. Okay. Right? Bacteria, viruses, this kind of thing. My lights went off immediately because what it indicated was when people had refined sugar, the phagocytic index went from over 12, I think it was 12... I don't quote me on this. This is quite a few years ago I read this. Like 12.8, I think. Mm -hmm. Foreign organisms were engulfed by your phagocytic cells, immune cells, in an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay? Take a guess what it dropped to if you had refined sugar for the typical person in the study. Uh, two? One? One. As if I'm not mistaken, it was 1.2. Okay. Now think about what I just said. Each cell goes from engulfing just under 13 foreign organisms per hour mm -hmm. down to about 1.2. Do you so, see how if you do this chronically, even if there's not a pandemic, mm -hmm. you're going to dramatically increase your risk of what? Cancer. Yeah. Right? Potentially autoimmunity. Mm -hmm. And certainly during the cold and flu season, you go from one infection to another. And then you take antibiotics, which... I get the intention of many doctors, mm -hmm. though it's a little misguided. They, they're, they're, you know, when I close doors and I say, what are you doing? This person has a cold. Person has a coronavirus, not the COVID-19, but a coronavirus that's led to a cold. Mm -hmm. You got them on the antibiotic. Now, so number one, if I don't give them anything, they'll think that I cheated them. They'll think they wasted their time. Mm -hmm. So it's it. more of a placebo type. It is. Yeah. And then some of the ones will say, okay, cut me some slack here. I'm doing it because I know that with their diet and lifestyle, they're going to end up with what? And I say, okay, they're going to end up with a secondary infection, like a bacterial-driven mm -hmm. pneumonia. I get it. But how about we educate people to change their lifestyle? Absolutely. More? And Because here's the deal. 70 to 80% of our immune system is where? 
it's in the gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. So mm-hmm. if we put somebody on an antibiotic that destroys the healthy bacteria, the, the healthy bacteria as well as the bad bacteria, what are we doing to somebody's immune system? Lowering. We're mm-hmm. dramatically compromising it, honey. 60 to 80 percent, probably at least 70 percent of your immune system is in your intestinal tract. Well, this and you're is, living off of trash? Yeah, well, this is where you're talking about, we were talking about earlier, the media and the media's influence on, you know, we don't educate people. Ed, people are right. uneducated in this um, arena. You know, Not at it's, all. It's big business. It's, it's big business. Is, that's driving it. You know, yeah. driving this. Um, and it really is disheartening that our own government cannot say that there are specific supplements that everyone should be on. And in some of the countries, this is not open to question. Right. I mean, come on, we know, we know, not only intuitively, we know through lots and lots of research that there's certain things, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K, B vitamins, yeah. probiotics, that if you don't have them well, in adequate amounts, you're, you're gonna be much more susceptible to illnesses like the COVID-19 and therefore death. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother wormhole we could get down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because you think about, you know, big pharma and you talk yes. about all that and all of the, the money that's tied up and everything, but we're not right. going to go down that no, no, road right now. But, um, so, you and I were talking before we started recording right. and then we'll, we'll take a break and then kind of circle back with mm-hmm. solutions. What was the solution that you utilized for your own personal experience with COVID and um, the breathing problem? You talk about some of the measures that you took. Wonderful question. So, I think, excuse me, I I think in a very interesting way. Because I have the ability, my my father taught me as a research scientist, son, you have to be able to think inside the box. And then you have to know when you have to think outside the box for answers. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I have an autoimmune problem. So, I'm already immune compromised. My immune system doesn't work as somebody who is not encumbered by by an autoimmune problem. So what I thought was, where is the virus attacking us? Well, it's attacking us in our right, our, our nasal passageways and our respiratory passageways. So I'm going to give you what I did. I'm not telling anybody else to do this. You understand, mm-hmm. Holly? Right, absolutely. This is what I did for myself mm-hmm. to get over the problem. So I thought, what is often very destructive to, to the capsid, the protein layer of the virus? Well, Argentin 23 hydrosol silicones, very effective in destroying that protein. So mm-hmm. the virus is obliterated. So what I did is I took nanite silver, not colloidal silver, nanite silver. Mm-hmm. I put one ounce in a humidifier that carried one gallon of distilled water, and I breathed it in 24/7. Mm-hmm. It was incredible how quickly. When I made the assumption that maybe what I really had was creating the asthma-like symptoms was that I had COVID-19 virus. Well, later I ended up having antibodies checked and I did in fact have it, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I would go to sleep and I'd breathe in the silver all night long. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first started doing it, I woke up with headaches that were out of this world. I was having what's called Herzheimer reaction, a toxic die-off reaction. Yeah, yeah. And I, what I did was I used specific liver supplements. I dramatically increased my water intake, kidney supplements to support proper function of mm-hmm. my eliminative organs, my detox organs. Huge difference. As every night went on, it got easier and easier until I didn't have any reactions. And of course, consequently, as I had fewer Herzheimer reactions, headaches, uh, Mine were mostly headaches, a little, mm-hmm. little bit of lethargy. I didn't have diarrhea or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. My fever 
didn't change. It would wax and wane. It would typically show up at night. Suddenly, my fever started to disappear. My energy started to come back. Mm -hmm. And the headaches disappeared. So it's all in the education because you are well-versed in yes. what the body needs. Yes. You're able to you know, be inside the box and then outside right. the box as well. Yes. And this is where the, I guess, the expanded education right. of the public is so important. Important. And being able to connect with someone such as yourself yes. who practices and is um, well knowledgeable in naturopathic um, techniques, and, techniques so. and solutions. Yeah. And yeah. what's interesting is my father's research scientist taught me to think outside the box. Now, once again, I'm only talking. I'm only talking about what I did. Right. Not telling anyone to do what I did. Right. Understood. Yeah. And also, a, a thing for people to note is that everybody's symptoms. Are different. Yeah, your DNA is different. What might work, what have worked for, for you, you might not work for somebody else. Exactly. So it's very important to um, do your research. And, yes. And um, have somebody qualified. Somebody to help qualified. You. And right. we will actually, how do we reach you? Um, I am the owner of Health Matters in Alfreda, Georgia. Right, exactly. Health Matters. And it's healthmatters. What's your website, just in case? Health-matters.net. Right, and yeah. I have written that down. That's okay, we can give it to okay, Holly, so there were a few more things I did. I figured if my immune system was under attack, I made sure I got plenty of vitamin A, D, and K. Okay. I made sure that if I, I thought theoretically, remember, I'm, I'm, I'm waxing theoretically here. Mm -hmm. I thought if I'm having so much trouble with breathing, I'm having a massive inflammatory issue. And it right. could be having cell destruction, it could be having blood clots. So there are all kinds of interesting things to, to, to on myself to test. So I thought, well, you know, a lot of people are having trouble with, uh, with blood clots. So I took natokinase or serapeptidase to help with a breakdown of blood clots. Started breathing better. Did liposomal glutathione through cumin and vitamin C to help with the tremendous inflammatory reaction. I'm just saying, Eric, because I already know two people that you can help. Yeah, and what <laughs> because happened? Because they what, had COVID, yeah. and somebody just had a surgery that had some blood clots, yes. and with this knowledge, you know. Well, once again, so I'm thinking, I, I told you an interesting story. I had somebody that was trying to embarrass me when I was in my teens, mm -hmm. and I was working at the Salvation Army, and I would do security and janitorial work. And this person was trying to make me look like I was stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, a big guy was very big. I was a weightlifter and, and, a, and a foolish guy. I could only get a security job. Mm -hmm. right? A lot of times we, we think these people with these quote unquote, I don't think this, but lower level jobs are not educated. They're not intelligent. Right, they can't right. Do more, mm -hmm. right? So I'm working at the Salvation Army, which plug for the Salvation Army, one of the greatest organizations I've ever worked for in my life. They were extraordinary human, human beings. They were truly dedicated to make the world better whenever there was some issue, fire, uh, tornado, hurricane, they were right there in the thick of it, feeding mm -hmm. people, taking care of people, right? So I started to just think theoretically and I started to do all these things and Holly, all of a sudden, I could breathe again. All of a sudden, my energy came back again. And these were some of the things that I did that really assisted me in getting through this process. Right, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a dynamic, um, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but life, as we know, is dynamics. You're always changing, changing. and yes. flowing. Yes. And it is, medicine as a whole, I think, is theoretic because of the differences. We have these core um, 
things that connect us, but yeah. because of the differences, you know, you do have to take a theoretical approach, approach. and figure out what's going to work. Yeah, because it's, yeah. this is a no, not the novel coronavirus that we've never been exposed to this that we're aware of. Right, And exactly. so everything about how to handle it, everything about how to treat it, everything about how to manage it is all being made up as we speak. Yes. So a mass virus mandatory for all people yeah. probably isn't going to be. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. It's not a one size fits all, all solution. And, and once again, I, I, not only do I agree with you, I want to reiterate that. This, yes. this worked for me. Right. And there were some other things that I did, but this gives you kind of the general landscape of how I approach handling something that I've never been exposed to from a theoretical and then an applied clinical perspective. Right. And I think it's important to broaden the perspective of those who are listening that um, there is no, that's just life in general. There's no one you, size. You're absolutely correct. It's all. Solution yeah. I mean, look at our president did some of these things. Right. I exactly. know he was on vitamin C. I know he was on zinc. I know uh, zinc. It was another one, by the way, that I that I added that uh, we know is uh, very important in helping to produce glutathione, which is the most powerful extracellular uh, antioxidant that you can put in your body. So it dramatically helps when you have a a release of viral shedding or budding. It tremendously calms the immune system down. Right. So okay. very very important. So you your own immune system doesn't destroy the alveoli, which are the uh, air-like or grape-like sacs that allow you to diffuse oxygen from the ambient environment that you breathe into your blood so you can oxygenate your cells and therefore live. Okay. So, okay, cool. And it also helps stop with viral replication. So it's, you know, these are critical things that really all doctors should be aware of and implementing in, in patients right. who are, are ill with this kind of presentation. And we're all, and it's, and it's an evolutionary thing. We're all mm -hmm. evolving. So like, uh, what may present as COVID today will be different just like the flu is always morphing yeah. is dynamic you're so right Holly I got it yeah. twice and yeah. the second time I got it I had a patient who knew he was positive came in and I had to close my practice afterwards and I got a completely different, different. Uh, so uh, experience yeah the yeah. symptoms were like that like it was like a whole different disease wow okay all right well we're going to take a quick break okay and then we're going to come back and wrap it up Great. Because um, you and I will sit here and talk for five for, hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now's a good time to take a break and stretch our legs. Perfect. Hi and welcome back. Uh, this is Holly Emery and we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Nelson uh, Bullmash. Yes. Uh, we left off, I don't even remember because we, during the break we were chatting. And yes, we had a great conversation. Getting off into so many different <laughs> directions. Right. Um, so we're going to circle back and we're going to revisit the effects of our emotional state of being and the mindful piece and um, how that is our, or plays into our defense, our immune system. Good, very good. Yeah, and we were talking, what did we just say? We said something right before we were gonna talk about um, the pandemic and- Is there anything good? Good can come, can from, come it. from it, yeah. yeah. I say absolutely, 2020, you know, I've had to be dynamic and shift and and, and, and do a lot, a lot of pivoting. things, a lot of pivoting, yeah, which is awesome. A lot of reevaluating, awesome. redirecting. Pivoting is fun <laughs> um, for me because when you know how to do it, the power of the pivot, pivot yes. it's like you're not going to, you know, we're going to make right. this, we're going to do the Delta thing. Yes. Nelson and I Delta were just talking force. about mm -hmm. the thing that is um, common in his family upbringing. It's time to go Delta. Right. 
So what better year than 2020? Very good point. With all of these different yeah. things being thrown at us, what better time than to go Delta, dig down deep, make it happen. Yes, yes. And then let's you know pull out the good. And that's the thing that I try to teach people and the clients yes. that I work with is, you know, even in the bad, there's these beautiful gems of mm -hmm. like gold and ember and you know all the other jewels diamond and things like that so what are some of the diamonds that you can see that Holly, come if you permit me i'd mm -hmm. love to back up for a second and share something to enter into this conversation is that okay with you let's do it so so holly when i was in i think it was second grade i had a wonderful teacher and we were talking about Africa. We were talking about the subcontinent, India. And she said, what would you guys think if I brought in somebody who grew up in Africa and someone who grew up in the country of India to talk to you about what life was? And I'll never forget this, Holly. I was in, once again, first or second grade. Mm -hmm. I remember this like it was yesterday because both gentlemen started out saying something to the effect of, you kids and you people from the United States are so spoiled, you don't even know how spoiled you are. And I thought, I don't feel spoiled. How am I spoiled? And he said, let me give you an idea. One gentleman said, and I think he was from Kenya, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. He said, where I'm from, every single day, you worry about, am I going to be trampled by a rhino, a hippo? an elephant? Am I going to be eaten by a lion? Am I going literal to be... Jumanji. Literal Jumanji. Literal Jumanji. Jumanji Literal, yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That and he was, was serious. Like, yeah. this was no joke. Yeah. He said, we periodically would have somebody go down and be their time to get water, and they would take the bucket and walk out into the water, and they would be eaten by a crocodile. Oh and goodness. I'm sitting here, as, you know, like in first grade or second grade, going, are you kidding me? And you're like, oh, yes, yeah, can't I imagine. Yeah, I was gasping. My, my heart was beating through my chest. And he said, this is life in Africa. How many of you raise your hand if you're worried about getting eaten or bitten by a poisonous snake on the way home? Raise your hand if you're worried about being killed. And I'm thinking, you know, remember, I'm in second grade. I was really, really, really young. Mm -hmm. But this conversation was so profound that it set the stage for a lot of the way I think to this day. The gentleman from India said the same thing. He said, you know, we live in the outskirts of a city and periodically a leopard will come in and will kill a child, kill our pets, mm -hmm. take it away and eat it. We have cobras that bite people working in the fields. We have other poisonous snakes. People die of waterborne diseases. And so I remember thinking, this is important for me to understand because one day, Holly, something might happen where I live. Mm -hmm. It would be the it's something akin to what these gentlemen were describing. Right. It might be that I'm, you know, in an area that or that hurricane or an earthquake hits yeah. or a tornado, yeah. right? Yeah. So some something to level the field and take us out of our comfort zone. So you asked me a really good question: What good comes out of something like the pandemic? Well, humbly I say this because for anybody who's lost your your life, you're on to the next world. I'm sorry for the suffering of you. I'm sorry for the suffering of your family and friends first of all, okay? But let's look at that for a moment because during crisis, you have the opportunity to reassess and reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. This was really frustrating for me in the way that I'm spoiled in particular is I love what I do, Holly. I love my life. I love the people in my life. 
I love how I live. I love the work that I do. I can't wait to get to work tomorrow. I can't wait to work on the, 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 the you know people throughout the whole day. And I've got lots of patients lined up. I was spoiled, Holly, in that all I had to do was keep showing up and doing the work that I loved. Right. That I would do free. You know, God said, you're, son, you're going to work on this corner for the rest of your life. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'll give you the money you need. I'll give you the food. I'll give you a place to live. But you're going to work on anybody who passes this corner. Got it. I love doing what I do. Nutrition, chiropractic, right? Education. Education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Health consulting. I just love it. It's my life. My mom was a dietitian. My dad was a microbiologist. And we, you know, from the time of my earliest remembering, four-ish years of age, we were talking about health. Yeah. Every day we talked about something related to health and living. Mm-hmm. Right? So what good you can can come from this is it's valuable to always look at your life. Where are your weaknesses? Where are you getting sluggish? Where are you getting lazy? Where are you not paying attention? Where and how can you do life better? Because ultimately, Holly, I really think we're here to evolve. We're here to yeah. transform. Oh, and we're here to serve each other. One of my favorite quotes in the world, and for those of you who are quote sleuths, I apologize if I don't get this exactly if right. If you say my favorite quote right now, I'm going to be like, but <laughs> I wonder if it's the same one that well, I like. I'm going to give it a shot here. Okay. It was uh, delivered in about 1895. Okay, so no, it's not the same okay. quote. <laughs> and the quote goes basically like this. All things exist as a courtesy for all other things. Makes sense. I like that. And if you live that way, like you probably wondering, Nelson really went out of his way to help me. I did because I remember what it was like when I was getting my show started and how much help I wanted, needed, and you know, just wanted somebody that I thought was really interesting to be on my show and to help me through it because that's what I was really committed to. Yeah. So I turned around and I said, Holly, I am delighted to be in your show. I would love to help you. And I kept up with it, as you know, because I wanted to make good on what others did for and me. And that is so important. Yeah. That is so important. And I think, and oh goodness, we could go off into another direction because one of this, and I will be doing a podcast on this, um, but I'll touch on it now, is the importance of authenticity mm-hmm. and aligning with that authenticity yeah. with the people that you surround yourself right. with. And doing good, not so much, I mean, you did know what it was like and the people, and it's kind of an homage to the people that were there for you, supporting yes. you. Yes. But it's, you know, not with not having that expectation mm-hmm. of something in return, doing good from a place of authenticity. Well, that's um, a really interesting point, and forgive me for interrupting, but you know that you've come a long way when you can give yourself to service without the notion of getting anything back. Exactly. I mean, that's a very, very powerful place to be in life. Holly, every day of my life, I look to how I can be a better person, better husband, better man, better friend, and learn something that makes me a better person. Right, absolutely. And it's it's a constant, like you said, we're we're evolving. We're constantly evolving. I believe that we're in this very... um, I don't know, amazing place where, you know, we're on this leading edge of evolution Evolution. as human beings. Yeah, and what take, what what has to spawn that or spur that on often? Turbulence, chaos. Yeah, chaos, I was gonna say chaos, yeah. So my favorite quote, one of my favorites I use, it's very simple, um, is when we know better, we do better. I love that, that's beautiful. From Maya Angelou. You're beautiful. Um, Because, or Angelou, I think it's Angelou, but um, it's so simple, but so powerful because 
We don't know, and I forget who said this one, but it's we don't know what we don't know until we know it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I also love that quote. It's profound. Yeah. I forget who said it, but it's so true. So it's always, it's, it's being in that position of an observer of mm -hmm. your life. And like you said, um, realizing where you're weak right. and weakness, I don't think is necessarily weak. It's an opportunity for growth. Wonderfully said. Yeah. It's yes. not weakness. It's not vulnerability. Yeah, well, you're just making that strong in a particular area. Is right. Right. And then, you know, utilizing or aligning with individuals who might be stronger in that area. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a really great place to kind of wrap it up. Wonderful. I think it's Wonderful. a really beautiful um, uh, segment to really give people to think about. Yeah, and my, you know? if, if I may say one more thing, you know, when you go through a turbulence, a, a period that is this chaotic, you come out of it a much stronger person. Yes. Right? You, you reorganize yourself, you reassess yourself, you re direct your intentions you redirect your purpose those are the people that are thriving the people yeah, that are thriving. able to observe yeah. to look at that chaos and to then create from that chaos and you said it so beautifully holly you know be the observer mm -hmm. don't you don't have to get mired down in the chaos you can take the position that you're an observer of the turbulence the chaos the destruction, the uh, elimination, of, or the, the falling of the tower, if you will. Yeah, and it's, it's I don't even think it is that, it, it might look that way, it's the perception of destruction. Well, and the reason I say yeah, the yeah. destruction of towers, because some people are going through a little destruction. For example, the people on the Gulf Coast, have, many of them have had their houses destroyed, their cars destroyed. Uh, I know friends out west, Holly, who uh, have had their homes destroyed. Burned by the fires, by yeah. The fires. So, yeah. There's, so there's an, a, an actual literal destruction in that case. That's yes, what I was exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you meant, but yeah. it's like you can have, you can get caught in that, the mire yes. of it. Yes. Of, oh my God, I have nothing. Yeah, if you embody it. Yes. As, as, if you when yeah. really, you have everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I realize that because I think I mentioned to you earlier, having previously been on the board and worked with mm -hmm. a um, boutique uh, disaster relief organization right. here in the Atlanta area, Unity and Disasters. I'll just give them a shout out because sure. I love right. Joe from there. Yeah. Um, but it's in the rebuilding is where the beauty comes yes, from. Yes, and then does. I think about like the fires or anything like that and how life is about renewal yeah. and the the unlimited, the, um, what do you call it, the unlimited uh, opportunities for renewal that we are given right. every day. Right. So, Again, yeah. It's beautiful. So, thank you so, so much. It is my pleasure. Thank you for having me on This was show, so much fun. It, it was. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, thank you for you know being a part of my journey and and helping me and and you know helping the listeners. And this will probably be the best episode yet, but there's more to come. Well, Holly, um, it, it, once again, uh, it, it, I really appreciate it. I you know I'm the host of Health Matters on the UI Media Network, and yes. I remember the struggles of getting my show going and and you know taking the opportunity to move in the direction that i wanted and mm -hmm. and you're going to do amazing things with your show this was a, an absolute delight Thank i think you. we covered some great ground and i think people were going to tell you that they they learned a few things okay and the website for uh dr nelson is health slash health hyphen health matters hyphen matters.net matters yeah, i'm the owner of health matters in alfred and georgia okay and yeah, great. Well, thank you again. And yeah, well, stay tuned for more of Holly Emery's podcasts. <laughs> thank you, Holly. Thank you.